Okay? As we progress in our work and my dog gets further along and he starts to have some understanding of what's expected, then I'll show him how to turn pressure off and then I'll apply pressure to the situation. So one of the themes that you're going to hear me repeat over and over again is that I'm a big believer in giving yourself the tools you're going to need and showing the dogs what they are in their own place before you apply them to another behavior. So for instance, if I were going to come out and use, this works for positive and, I mean, for reward-based stuff and punishment-based stuff and escape avoidance training. They're both in the, same, in the same thing. So for instance, if I'm going to come out and teach my dog how to lay down with a piece of food, I don't come straight out and say down and try to get my dog to lay down with a piece of food. The first thing I do is I show my dog how to be lured. I just show him how to follow food around. When he's following it, I say yes, and he gets it. When he's following it, I say yes, and he gets it. When he follows it downward, yes, and he gets it. Until he's following my hand really well. Everywhere I move my hand, he's doing it. I showed him how to be lured before I used luring to make a behavior. Right? And I'm going to do this across the board. With everything that I teach my dog, more or less, I'm going to build the tools as their own thing and then apply them to making behavior. I'm going to condition him to a reward sound. I'm going to show him how to be lured, and then I'm going to show him how to lay down, and then I'm going to put it on command. I'm going to do the same thing with pressure. I'm not going to step out and try to teach my dog something with pressure. So he's not learning how to down and learning how to turn off pressure at the same time. You run the risk of the dog having superstitious behavior. So the way we used to teach down, put a leash and collar on the dog, down, <coughs> stand on it, right? So the dog eventually learns how to lay down, for sure, right? But he's learning about how to turn pressure off and what this new word means at the same time. So he frequently has an emotionally conditioned response now to down or obedience. So he lays down, but he downs like this. <clears throat> right? And he may down after that, but we've conditioned that response. And he doesn't down nicely. He downs like slowly and stressed and unhappy about it. And he may reliably down after that. But it's not nice. That same dog, if I showed him how to down, and then I showed him how to turn pressure off, away from any behavior, and then pressured him for not downing, he's going to down like that. No residual, no fallout, no nothing. Really easy, right? And so we're going to build all these tools, and the e-collar is going to be one of these tools. But first, I teach my dog how to turn pressure off with a leash first. So when we go to the escape avoidance prey, there's going to be a big component of our training system, which is what I call leash pressure work, right? Where the dog learns to give to the leash. Right? So all dogs have uh, a natural opposition reflex. Right? There's a reason that people's dogs are dragging them down the street. Right? The dog wants to go forward, you pull back, they go forward harder. You put a leash on your puppy, they teach him to walk, you're going this way, you pull, he puts on the brakes, the more you pull, the more he puts on the brakes. Right? Just a classic opposition. He, you pull this way, he goes, uh, and resists it, which is normal. So what we're going to do is we are going to deliberately break that. We're going to deliberately say, hey, you're going to learn to move with the leash. So what we've done with our dogs is we've done some reward-based training. Uh, we've shown them what a reward marker is. We've got a little bit of a relationship where the dogs are paying attention to us and wanting to work with us. Like if the first thing I do with my dog when I take him out, we have no experience, we have no relationship, I go out and I put pressure on you or I make you have aversive experiences, he may or may not like to work with me from that point on. Right? His first experience with me was unpleasant. And so he decides this whole obedience thing and working with you sucks. That's a form of superstitious behavior. So we build a relationship first. And we show the dog that working is cool first. 
Then I say, okay, now we've got a little bit of a relationship. You're doing well. You're paying attention to me. You know what a reward marker is. Now I'm going to deliberately teach you to move with a leash. So I go, go put a little pinch collar on my dog or whatever. I take the leash and I pull in straight lines. I basically don't say a word and I just pull. The dog puts on the brakes. I keep pulling. He's all like, wow, that's uncomfortable. And at some point in there, he goes and moves. And as soon as he moves, I say, yes, turn off all the pressure, give him a reward, pat him on the head, good job, right? And we do that in different directions. We go through a whole series of like, I pull you forward, I pull you backwards, I pull you sideways, I do all these things, right? And in a few sessions, I can take two fingers and a leash and move my dog anywhere. He won't fight the leash at all. And this is classic escape training, right? I turned the pressure on, he learned to shut it off by simply moving in that direction. But there were no commands. I wasn't saying, hey, sit or down or something like that, where he could associate that stress of learning about that with a command. He doesn't associate it with anything other than the leash. So he stresses a little bit while he figures it out, like all escape avoidance training is somewhat stressful for the dog by nature, right? But he figures it out and doesn't have any associations with any of the obedience behaviors I'm trying to do. So now when I use it in an obedience behavior, so now I come out and I say down and he doesn't, and I push down on the leash, Boom, he drops straight away. He's not learning about uh, the leash at that point. He knows exactly what it means. And so he drops like a rock as soon as I pull it down, which allows me to go, good, that's exactly what I wanted. Minimal stress associated with the command. So we don't get superstitious behavior because he already knows what the leash is. If the first time I said down, I pulled down, and he didn't know what the leash is, we could get superstitious behavior. I think I'm trying to make him down. He thinks that this word means pain. And we classically condition our word to mean pain. This happens a lot when people apply. If I go out to teach a dog a behavior with pressure and I give a command that the dog doesn't understand and a correction immediately following it, I can classically condition that command to mean an unpleasant sensation. And now every time I say that command, the dog will have an unpleasant sensation. They'll tighten up. They'll, they'll lock up. They'll do all that kind of thing. That's why making fast sits with compulsion, with corrections, is hard to do. Right? You say sit and you pound the dog a couple times, and then you say sit and the dog's body reflexively tightens up. And when he's tight, he can't sit fast. It's not possible. Right? So a lot of times in an attempt to speed something up or make it better, we've classically conditioned a pressure response or a negative response to that thing. And the dog's body, even when I stop correcting him, tenses up every time they hear that sound. Right? So what we want to avoid is any of those kinds of associations. No superstitious behavior, no negative classical conditioning with our, our, our obedience commands. This short lecture was filmed at Michael Ellis' School for Dog Training in California. The lecture was on the opening morning of Michael's two-day class on remote collar training. We will have additional parts of this lecture in future newsletters. If you own your own dog training business, or if you're a competitive dog trainer in any of the dog sports, I would recommend that you look into attending one of Michael's short courses.